BestBookBits.com presents Your Best Year Ever, a five-step plan for achieving your most important goals by Michael Hyatt. We all want to live a life that matters. We all want to reach our full potential. But too often we find ourselves overwhelmed by the day-to-day. Our big goals get pushed to the back burner, and then more often than not, they get forgotten. New York Times bestseller author Michael Hyatt wants readers to know that it doesn't have to be this way. In fact, he thinks that this is the year readers can finally close the gap between reality and their dreams. In your best year ever, Hyatt shares a powerful, proven, research-driven system for setting and achieving goals. Readers learn how to redesign their best year ever in just five hours. Three simple ways to triple the likelihood of achieving their goals. How to quit-proof their goals. What to do when they feel stuck, and much more. The written and audio summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring the book summary of Your Best Year Ever. Book summary, what's in it for me? Make your New Year's resolution stick. Every year we make New Year's resolutions, but by February, they usually abandon any efforts towards change, either because they seem impossible to achieve or we've simply forgotten about them. Improving your life isn't as simple as starting up at a firework-lit sky and whispering a couple of sentences to yourself. Sure, the intent is there, but you also need to follow up on your verbal promises with some solid planning and action. This is where this book summary comes in. Michael Hyatt guides you through the necessary steps to make your New Year's wish a tangible reality, so you'll never spend another year regretting all the things you could have or should have done. Full of historical examples and personal anecdotes from the author, your best year ever will show you that reaching your goals is never an impossibility. In this book summary, you'll discover why it's good to develop an addiction, the author's greatest failure, and who was first to run a mile in under four minutes. Summary part one, your life is made up of 10 areas that need to be worked on simultaneously. Let's start by picturing where you want to be in the next 12 months. What do you see? Some of the more common desires are to be free of debt, physically fit, a happy family life, a good relationship, master a hobby, and feel spiritually well. The good news is that you can have all this. Measuring your progress in 10 areas of your life will allow you to see what you need to improve. These interrelated aspects are mental health, physical health, spirituality, intellectual life, marriage or partnerships, parental life, friendships, job, hobbies, and personal finances. These components are key to living a fulfilling life, which is why it's important to work consistently on improving them. To begin, rank yourself from 0 to 10 on each of the aspects previously mentioned. This way you'll be able to identify the areas in greatest need of improvement and regularly mark your progress by comparing the results. Moreover, it will give you a clear indication as to where you should be focusing your efforts. These 10 aspects are connected to and influenced by one another, and therefore improvements in one area will most likely result in growth in other areas as well. For instance, a relaxing home life will allow you to concentrate better at work, while a rich social life will lead to a higher chance of meeting a partner. Likewise, performing poorly on certain aspects could have negative impacts on other areas too. You may lack energy in the workplace if you're not physically healthy, while not having any hobbies could negatively affect your marriage. Working on all these aspects might seem like a daunting task, but the following book summaries will show you how to overcome your worries and devise a practical plan to bring about change in your life. Summary part two, mental blocks may stand in our way, but we can learn to overcome them. Most of us lug around a lot of baggage or mental blocks that determine what is and isn't possible for us to achieve. 
One such mental block is false assumptions. Humans continuously make assumptions about the world and themselves. These are often wrong and create a barrier to our progression. These assumptions can be thought such as, you're not the creative type, you're ugly, you can't hold down a job, or the recession means nobody will buy your product. These are almost always self-inflicted and objectively untrue in most cases. What's more, we also set up physical barriers with our minds. Pilots once thought it was impossible to fly faster than the speed of sound, and athletes believed that no human could run a mile in under four minutes. The ones that broke through and achieved the seemingly unthinkable are those who dispensed with the negative narrative and went on proving that it was in fact possible. This is the mentality that the former United States Air Force General Officer Charles Edward Chuck Yeager had when he broke the sound barrier in 1947. In 1954, athlete Roger Bannister also ignored the impossible narrative by running a mile in 3 minutes and 59 seconds. By dispelling common knowledge about physical limitations, both Yeager and Bannister succeeded where others had failed. Since then, numerous aeroplanes have broken the sound barrier and many runners have recorded one-mile runs in under four minutes. Now that perceived limits have been surpassed. By revising the perceived limits, not only can you improve yourself, but you can change the world. In 1963, it was the belief of many that the civil rights movement wouldn't amount to anything. Most said that the non-violent efforts would never achieve change and that racism was far too deeply ingrained in American society for anything to be done about it. Dr. Martin Luther King, however, refused to take these perceived beliefs as undeniable truths and led a peaceful protest march of 200,000 people to Washington, where he gave his famous speech, I have a dream speech. With this speech, King replaced the taken-for-granted worldview with an alternative perspective, knocking down the mental blocks in many American minds and opening them up to change. Summary part three, instead of letting past failures derail you, learn from them and grow. It might have been a primary school teacher who told us we're hopeless at art, or could it have been last month's valid attempt at dieting? Whatever the case, past experiences can contribute to our negative thinking and keep us from moving ahead. A bad experience in the past can affect our confidence in future circumstances. A good example of this is comparing the 80% of teenagers who make New Year's resolutions to the 30% who do so aged 60 and older. This discrepancy is because the older people get the more failures and setbacks they've experienced and so they are less optimistic about their desires coming true. But this is a false assumption and you shouldn't let past experiences affect your actions in the future. Instead, use these previous failures as useful advice. Use those previous failures as useful advice. The author's greatest failure occurred when he was working all year for a client, an up-and-coming author working on landing a big publishing deal. Toward the very end of the year, the client stopped taking his calls, and just like that, the author had wasted 12 months on someone who decided to go with another publisher at the last minute. Now, the easy choice would have been to give up and look for another job. Instead, the author used what he'd learned over the 12 months to improve his company in a number of ways. For instance, he realized that he should never focus on just one client and instead spread his net wide. He also learned never to assume that a client would be appreciative of his work. To minimize the risk, he now asks his clients to explain exactly what it is they want out of the partnership. As important as it is to set future targets for yourself, it's also critical that the goals you set are attainable. 
let's take a look at how you can achieve this in the next book summary. Summary part four, set challenging goals, but keep them realistic. Some targets that we set for ourselves are so unrealistic that even the world's greatest geniuses wouldn't be able to attain them. On the flip side, sometimes the goals may be so easy that we lose motivation to try to achieve them because so little effort is required. The key to ensuring high enthusiasm levels is striving for a goal that's within your capabilities, but one that also requires a reasonable amount of effort. To set the right goals, you need to find the discomfort zone. Let's say you're planning to write a book. Winning the Nobel Peace Prize for literature is a desirable goal, but it's also quite unreasonable for a first-time writer. Furthermore, such an ambitious target could prevent you from starting altogether. Conversely, if you set your sights too low and allow yourself to finish your first draft in six months, you will end up taking too long and probably never get around to finishing. Instead, find a happy medium, which the author calls the discomfort zone. For example, give yourself three months to finish the first draft, and then another three to complete the second. Setting goals is important, but don't be delusional. It's possible to exceed the discomfort zone and break in the delusional zone if you're not careful. Just as an athlete who overtrains will end up pulling a muscle, setting delusional targets will result in you undermining yourself. One example of this is the automobile company General Motors. In 2002, they set a target to obtain 29% of the US market. This absurdly ambitious goal almost bankrupt the company. Employees were required to wear badges with the number 29 on their lapels so that they were constantly reminded of the goal. The staff became so fixated on sales numbers that they sold cars with zero interest loans, costing the company money and affecting its bottom line. It effectively undermined the business and put the 29% target even further out of reach than when they started the initiative. If General Motors had considered it more thoroughly, they would have realized that the goal was delusional and this misadventure would have been avoided. Summary part five, work until you become addicted to little and often tasks and you accomplish more. Imagine you had to read a long book like the Bible. That's almost a million words, a rather daunting task. To make this a more attainable goal, break up the task into 20-minute chunks every morning and you'll have read the entire Bible in a year. When you split up mammoth tasks into short-term goals, the rewards can be very satisfying. Humans get addicted to daily tasks, particularly if they're done over an extended period of time. This also applies to tasks that were born from the discomfort zone. A task we can enjoy can turn from a stick to a carrot, that is from a punishment to a reward. People who intend to read the Bible might find it dawning at first, but once they get started they'll enjoy the spiritual and peaceful moments that accompany the task. The key action though is work on the task until you become addicted. Work on the task until you become addicted. Some of you may have heard that it takes 21 days to get addicted to a habit, but some tasks only take a few days before an addiction forms, while more complex ones can take over 200 days. According to researchers from the University College of London, the average number of days a task to transition into addictive habit is 66. To make it easy to become addicted to a task, you need to introduce rewards into the system. However, this doesn't necessarily mean buying yourself a new suit once you shed those 20 pounds. Rewards for completing discomfort zone tasks are more like feelings of gratitude and pleasure, and simply noticing your progression towards your long-term goal can be rewarding enough. You can also increase your enthusiasm levels by turning your task into a game. Tick off a daily task on your calendar and try to see how many days in a row you can achieve it. 
Phone apps can be very handy here. The author uses an app where you're instructed to drink a glass of water before watering a vital plant. By turning it into a game, the app takes the mundane task of drinking water throughout the day and makes it more enjoyable. Summary part six, identify and remind yourself why you're doing something to stay motivated. To stick to a task and remain positive, you need to form an emotional attachment to it. In other words, you need to understand that why that task makes you a better person. Start by identifying your main motivations. Jot down a list of reasons for doing a particular activity, then pick up the strongest points. If your goal is to work out more, some of the reasons could be, I'm sick of being fat, I want to prove to myself that I can succeed, and exercise makes me more productive and happy. It's important to disregard how other people might value your reasons. What's most significant is that they resonate with you. Once that's done, you need to constantly remind yourself of your main motivations. Say you find yourself heading to the fridge. In a situation like this, it's useful to have your list of reasons at hand. As you reach for a snack, remind yourself why you want to be more healthy. Looking at the list will divert your attention away from your temporary desire and promote you to consider your long-term, more meaningful targets. To motivate yourself even further, let your reasons define you as a person. Let your reason define you as a person. Andres Erickson, a researcher of psychology at Florida State University, studied the motivation behind the many hours of practice guitarists and other musicians put into honing their craft. He discovered that a crucial element of their dedication was that when they perform well and their talents receive recognition from their peers, their actions become part of their identity. Their actions became part of their identity. In other words, identifying as musicians drove them to become better at making music. This is no surprise, as humans are social beings, and the way we identify ourselves is in relation to others. In the following book summary, you'll learn how to benefit from this group of identification so that you can experience your best year ever. Summary part seven, to experience your best year ever, you need to have good allies. Primary motivations, one key factor to living a successful year is having a good group of people around you. This means finding individuals who can support your goals, either those who have the means to see them come to fruition or those on a similar path who can offer encouragement and advice. People are a readily available source of knowledge and experience that we can tap into. They could be a member of a community or a mentor, and many are more than happy to pass on their skills and lessons to those who seek it. Joining a community is one way to find supportive people to help you with your quest. For example, people who want to lose weight join dieting groups such as Weight Watchers and are more likely to drop the pounds than those who go it alone. Similarly, alcohol and drug addicts have a high chance of staying clean if they go to support supportive meetings such as Alcoholics Anonymous. According to the psychologist Henry Cloud, this is because positivity is contagious. We are more likely to succeed when part of a community due to the four reasons Firstly, we can learn from the other group members. Secondly, competition within the group helps our performance. Third, we are held accountable to the community. And fourth, we motivate and encourage each other. Another avenue from which we can seek help is through tutoring. It's easy to conclude that if we want to improve at the piano, we should hire a piano teacher. If we want to learn Spanish, we should find a language tutor. But when it comes to improving our lives, Many of us wouldn't consider hiring a life coach or even a fitness instructor. The author was guilty of this oversight. 
For a couple of years, he was stuck on a particular level of fitness and didn't know how to improve. His friend suggested he get a fitness instructor, and since then, not only has he gained new and invaluable advice on different exercise techniques, he also gained a new gym buddy. Through his new avenue of support, he broke his personal records and reached new levels of fitness. Creating your best year requires individual effort, but it's equally important to make sure you have a good network supporting you. In review, your best year ever book summary. The key message in this book summary, to have the perfect year, you need to take a holistic approach to improving yourself and distribute your efforts equally over 10 different aspects. The goals you set for yourself must be realistic and clearly identified so you can have the motivation to change. Finding a strong support group and becoming addicted to daily tasks will also help you achieve a fulfilling life. Actionable advice. Express gratitude. The first thing you should do when you wake up in the morning is to take a few minutes to yourself to thank the universe, God, yourself, or anyone. For everything that you already have, say thanks for being healthy, for having people who care about you, for having access to clean water, being grateful will help you keep you positive and hopeful and remind you of the small victories you've already made. And that's a wrap on the book summary of Your Best Year Ever. Check out a YouTube channel with over 500 video book summaries uploaded previously. Like the video, comment on what you think. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already for more book summaries to come. If there's a book you want us to do a summary on, comment below. Check out our website, bestbookbits.com, where you'll find 500 written book summaries where you can read and download in the PDF in video categories from biographies, business and marketing, habits, health, leadership, money, personal development, philosophy, psychology, real estate, relationship, sales, spirituality, success, time management, and travel. If you're into the audio version, check out mixcloud.com forward slash best book bits, where you'll find 500 audiobook summaries to listen to at your pleasure. Follow us on Instagram for daily motivational quotes and book summaries. Thanks for watching and listening. Hope you got something out of this. Now go out there and have your best year ever. Take care. Bye-bye now.